or uh, guys super into fitness and baseball and everything else. Tell me what you think, David. How well, I was I was curious, Jesse. I mean, we kind of kind of glossed over it, but I, I love not love. So you're not going to love that you went through that. <laughs> yeah. But you went through it from a 45,000 square foot, you know, big box gym, and that's the one that took you down, right? And yeah, then, I did. And then you came back as a trainer and then this and then you you know put together this concept what square footage is this concept how how have you kind of evolved it to say okay this is the one that works now this is how it fits yeah uh, what i did is i started over in a thousand square feet borrow money from family and friends within a year and a half at least another space another one we have a total of four spaces now where i'm currently at and our new headquarters is built now so we'll be there in about six weeks eight weeks but um we built this bad boy up and, and as I decided to grow it, I knew how hard it was to run it. So I kind of played with the idea of 4,000 square feet, 2,500 square feet. When I opened up the first outlaw, it was 2,600. And as our volume grew, I realized it was a little smaller than I needed. So I grabbed a suite next to us. So right now we're looking at between 32 and 3,500 square feet for the group fitness and the personal training to be cap, uh, you know, encapsulated in both. So you can do, a full class of 10 to 12 people, up to 16 in a class. And you can also be personal training a client with either David like you, say you came in, you want to put another 10 pounds on your extremely goal oriented. So we adjust your nutrition. We train you a certain way to build that muscle, depending on your body type, ectomesomorph or endomorph. And we do that. But then we also have clients that can't do the orange theories, the F45s, fit bodies, because they have high blood pressure, knee replacement, bulging discs, and they're borderline diabetic. And they're, or they're, they're diabetic. So that's where you need that personal trainer. And I, we, I thought it was beautiful to be able to do that all in the same facility. So if a husband or wife was doing a group fitness, spouse can get help in the same location. So that was a, a beautiful caveat that I loved. The other one is probably the most important, and that's trainer turnover in our industry. Group fitness, you can't make a living. As a trainer, you can't make a living. You have to have a primary job or, be a, or have a spouse that makes your primary source of income. And ours... Our trainers are hybrid. They personal train, making great money, and they also teach their classes. So they're making really good money. And one of my top trainers here is at a little over 72000 a year. And you don't find that in our industry. Wow. So, and we also offer health insurance. So I also wanted to develop something that took care of the trainers. So now I keep the same people. And we can have anywhere from two to five trainers in a location instead of 18, where mm -hmm. I'm at now. And the, your retention is much better. You can have two full-time trainers making great money and two to three part-timers, and you're not having that high frequency of turnover chasing clients and trainers. So a lot of things went into the design of this, um, the, this brand. It, it evolved over time. That, that's kind of what yeah. that's, you know, I, was, I was wondering about because, yeah. because of your background, and then all of a sudden you came in and kind of blended everything together. And over time, now you've that a, a well-oiled model that that's working well right i mean that's really the idea behind it yeah. yeah i think that's really good too because a lot of people want to jump in and become a franchisor right away and it's through all the hard lessons that you learned that you discover oh. it's it, you can't it's not a one-size-fits-all and things have to be honed before you actually roll it out and have people invest you know Absolutely. all of their future in it so that's awesome. Now tell me a little bit about, you talked about nutrition. Do you have um, nutritionists on staff or your trainers are all trained in nutrition? No, what we do is we brought on fuel plans that are based on heights and genders, keeping it very broad, but focused on weight loss and putting on lean muscle mass. What we push our franchisees to do, what we do here in Dallas is we work with uh, registered dietitians and nutritionists in this area. So when we have people with celiac disease, diabetics, people that have more extreme issues, or even down to kids, we outsource and we network with somebody like that. And then with the beauty of that, they send their customers to us. So it's That's a beautiful awesome. piggyback. And it keeps us out of that, that liability issue of playing with that nutritional aspect. But we do have weight loss fuel plans that help people understand just measurements, going to Chick-fil-A and different restaurants and how to eat, keep weight loss or weight off and keep that body fat off. And just understand how to keep this up as a lifestyle versus fad diets and that constant revolving so you know cycle people do i think that's awesome so tell us if now that you guys are franchisors if you had to kind of describe in your own in your own words what is what would your ideal candidate be because it sounds like a lot a lot of your gym owners are, are all of them or just most of them were clients of yours right yeah yeah they they were and uh they've been I great so far say, yeah we have a really wide 
broad of, of franchisees, and it's it's really awesome yeah. for us as new franchisors to have such a wide range. So you don't have to be a certified personal trainer to own an Outlaw Fit Camp. So that's definitely not necessary. However, you do have to have a passion for fitness and helping people and leading people, um, not shy to put yourself out there because it is a people business. It's very right. much relationship built. Um, it, we do offer semi-absentee uh, or owner-operator, um, and we have a mix. We have an owner-operator personal trainers, uh, our McKinney location and our Little Elm location. Um, we have a scientist and an engineer who have operation managers. So uh, we help them along with either situation. Um, it's really cool to, to see how the, they're working that out. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, we have to go to a quick commercial so we can pay the bills. But when we come back, I'd like to kind of understand a little more about um, what are some of the great things that you do as a franchisor for those who want to invest in your brand as franchisees? What do you provide to them? What are you looking for them in terms of investment? So we'll go ahead and let Fred pay the bills by taking us to commercial and we'll answer those questions when we come back. Thank you. Unless I caught Fred asleep. Fred! Okay, we're going to skip commercial for now until Fred returns. Perhaps we caught him off guard. Um, so let's talk about what is it, tell me a little bit about as franchisors, what do you do? Um, what does your package, so to speak, look like when somebody invests in the Outlaw Fit Camp brand? Tiff, do you mind if I, I'll start this and I'll hand it off to you? Sure. What, uh, you might like this and love this. You might say we're crazy. Um, being we're all fresh, crazy. Yeah, we're, we're all, all crazy, crazy if you do this. Um, being, being, again, new to franchising in this, in, as a franchisor in this business, what we did run into was just the transitional aspect of franchisees going from corporate world or working for somebody to now being a leader and a franchise or a franchisee and mm -hmm. understanding that relationship with us as a franchisor, them as a franchisee, what they should do, and also the employment round. So that was our hardest hurdle was working with people and leading them. So I, I pay for leadership courses. Well, I have coaches for all my team leads, $600 mm -hmm. a month. I use, I think, Southwestern Consulting. And it's been the best investment I've ever, ha I've ever done. So we worked out a great deal with them where our new franchisees, when they buy in, they get three months of transitional coaching from just understanding the role of franchise or franchisee, leadership, how to transition wow. into owning a business. And then they get a great discount moving forward on that one-year contract. About They only have a nine-month contract after that. But we wanted to give them that, that extra little piece that we had the hardest time working with them on was just transitioning from, I get a paycheck every Friday, every two weeks. Now you've got to create your paycheck. Yeah. And now you, you, don't just, you don't just invest and it's successful. There's a lot of sacrifice, commitment, timing, structure, and leadership and communication involved in running a business. And a lot of them don't have that, and it takes a while to learn. Yeah. So, and it came, it was tough coming from mom and dad in a sense, using that loosely, mm -hmm. but it's different when it comes from a coach, and the value, I think, exponentially jumps up. So we brought that into our franchise model, and I, as of 2020, and we're excited about that. I think that's awesome. I know David loves that, too, because he's, a, he's, a, coaching. he's a coaching leadership guy, too. Love yeah. it. And, you know, today, especially when we have so many people leaving corporate America, I'm so glad that you brought up that point because I do think that's a big issue. And it's very different. I know for me, the first, my first thing was like, oh my gosh, now I'm running my own P&L. It's not someone else's money. This is my money. Yeah. And, and it's really sometimes challenging to be able to make good decisions and to understand that you have to spend money to make money and yep. where you should spend that money and where you shouldn't and um, how you represent now really your livelihood, yeah. not just a company title or a corporation. So I think that's really interesting. And that's one thing that we've talked about, I think, David, before, for a lot of small business people, once you go into business for yourself, we forget to invest back in ourselves. Or if you work in a corporate job, right, you know, once a year, you got to go off to training here or there, or there's some, you know, HR training this month or some operational training next month. But once you're out on your own, you're really on your own. So I think that's very unique. I've not heard of that before. I think that's an Love awesome, that. awesome idea. Yeah, it's such a switch from corporate to being an entrepreneur, especially with the different personality types. And yeah. want to give them the foundation because there's so much more to learn after yeah. that, like uh, the marketing and all of that. So we do support <clears throat> that marketing and the grand opening. 
um, franchise lays out all the campaigns for them and walks them through that process, makes it very, very simple. Um, one thing that we're rolling out this year we're excited about is uh, Outlaw Fit Camp has its own certification course. So each franchisee will have a head trainer, which is nice for those of uh, the franchisees who are not certified personal trainers. We'll always encourage someone to get their certification just so that they really, they should know it and understand the brand. But um, if they don't want to and they want to lead, we do have a course for head trainers to take. Um, they'll have continuing education, reviews. They have all the master trainers at our headquarters to ask any kind of questions. And then the workouts are pre-built for them. So lots of training and support they'll have access to. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I mean, that's really how you continue to improve upon the brand, right? Is keeping everybody sharp, sharp and continually trained. Absolutely. And our, our backend infrastructure is awesome. Tiffany works with our team and our, our backend website for the franchise is incredible from buying retail to watching videos to pulling up the manual on there. We pulled in one of the best in the business, helping us design our operations manual kit. And uh, he was, he was a blast. And crazy as hell. A lot of fun, Fran man. And then we brought on, you know, um, Intercolo Law uh, as our franchise attorney. So doing this, we didn't want to do it half-assed, excuse my language. Yep. I, didn't, I have people investing in our brand. I have friends and people that believed in us. And right. the last thing they needed to do was invest in something that didn't have <laughs> things together, legal-wise, right. operations, manual-wise. So we went above and beyond. And through COVID, we really spent even more money, even though we were taking a big punch in the face. Sure. We still spent, and we just kept adding more value to our brand. So That's awesome. This is, this is really, really impressive. And, and now I have to change my standard language <laughs> when I speak about franchisors because I always say franchisors teach systems and processes yes. and procedures, and they yeah. don't ever teach the soft skills that right? people need. And you guys jumped right into it and, and jumped into my area of coaching people yeah. and, and leadership and everything yeah. else. And that is so important. The other thing that's really important, I, and I have to ask you, somebody once told me a long time ago, nothing happens unless and until something is sold. So one of the biggest things, obviously, is person, a franchisee cannot have any success unless they have sales coming in the door. Do you have a sales system that, that has been refined over the years that allows them to be successful? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll touch on that. Our software yeah. is incredible, and we've really improved. Last year, we did a lot of improvement and growth. We brought on an awesome CRM system that talks to our other system for booking and, and stuff like that. So that's already preset. As soon as a franchisee comes on, that's given to them. We have to teach them and, and walk them through. Um, what's nice is we also get the support from those companies to help train. Um, and then as far as the sales process goes, when a franchisee comes on board, they'll have a, a head manager that will also get trained through the sales process. And our corporate office looks at everybody's, you know, numbers, making sure they're they're on target. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, Fred, I know you want to pay the bills. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit further about that because I think it's really interesting, the amount of time and effort. And to David's point, I mean, you guys really seem to be putting a lot in up front that a lot of franchisers don't. So hats off to you. And, and we'll be right back as soon as Fred pays the bills. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westbine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. Yay, we're back. Okay, so I'm super excited about this. Now, what I want to know from you guys is right now you have how many locations? Uh, seven. Seven. And where do you see that number going in the next two to five years? What's your plan? What's your goal? 
I like to be in the, you know, the double zeros after that. I like to be in the, the, the hundred area. I mean, uh-huh. that's our overall goal is to grow this thing exponentially throughout the United States. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. We, I, I, we, we want to fine tune everything in 2020 going into 2021, really strong. Uh, mm-hmm. People are getting more comfortable going back to fitness during COVID. I will mention this, the background Tiffany has COVID was one of the best things that happened to us. I mean, it almost shut us down. We, we got through it, but I actually redeveloped and restructured our whole group fitness model. And uh-huh. the story behind that's kind of fun. We invited, I didn't want to open us up just cutting back classes. Um, and with everybody in cross contaminating, everybody's so freaked out about COVID it, it forced us to redesign. So I went to my little location, my little location that I, that I owned and we tore it all up, redesigned everything, painters tape, laid everything out. And actually we developed something that hasn't been done in group fitness. And it's what's in the background. There's, we call them jail cells and they're cool. seven foot by 11 foot. And you have a row of five or six of those. And then on the opposing side is another row of five or six. And you have cable pulleys, kettlebells, dumbbells, battle ropes. So you have multiple modalities and tools in those jail cells. Each one's named either an outlaw name of a city, Tombstone, uh-huh. Deadwood, and then the city location name, Fort Worth, stuff like that. The other side is named outlaw name, Jesse James, Wyatt things of that nature. <laughs> so we branded it really well, laid it out in the background beautifully. And now what it does, it gives David, Jerry, and everybody here can have their own cell. You're not cross-contaminating. You're not having to readjust the weight and the height of your suspension cables and all that stuff. It is set up for you for 15 minutes with your workout. And once you're done, you spray it down, put everything back, switch sides, three, two, one. You train again after they demo the movements. You have one instructor focusing on quality, movement, and coaching you. And it was something that was unheard of in group fitness. We all did the same thing. And it was go in a circle, cross-contaminate, and chase down each other. You have monitors on the wall. Yeah. Well, I hated, there's no mirrors in Outlaw. I don't want people focusing on how, how out of shape they look and all that awesome. does destroy people. So there's no mirrors. Focus on being a better version of you. There's no heart rate monitor on, you know, and monitors everywhere showing you who's in competition with you. No, focus on being a better version of you when you walk in the door. Right. I, I don't care about who, if David's burning more calories than me in a class. So we, we developed something that was not out there. And I also, I went back to my fear of owning a box gym and the nightmare of having to deal with all my cardio equipment, replacing it, spending 40, 60, yeah. $80,000, only five to eight years later having to replace it all because it's obsolete or old. And then you have the maintenance. So mm-hmm. without law, nothing is plugged in other than your AC, your sound system, your lighting. That is it. Um, awesome. Everything is self-powered, rowing machines, aerodynes, and it's not CrossFit. There's no explosive jerking movements. It's all isolated, slow movements because our clientele is 40 and up. Our oldest hey. is, I think, 84 at our Plano location, down to 11 years old at our Flowermount location. That's so, cool. Something just different that we didn't have in fitness uh, that I didn't see as a trainer. So. Yeah, it's very interesting because I was with all my girlfriends over the weekend and a couple of them were laughing and joking about their workout and I won't name which franchise they went to, but they were talking about how who was faster and who was burning more calories because just as you described these screens and they've been trying to get me to go and aside from me just being lazy, as soon as they said that you could see everybody's screens and how much they were burning, I'm like, oh, Hell no. <laughs> you, know, you know, as competitive as competitive as I am, I don't need anybody to see that. <laughs> you know, I, I just mentioned that my background was bodybuilding, bikini coaching. I, I coached all athletes in, in bodybuilding and in that nature, physique competitors um, from big to small. And that was my nature and what made us a, a large studio in Dallas. Then I fell in love with weight loss. My sister, my mom's been overweight. They've all been overweight. My whole family's Native American and my mom's white. Uh-huh. My Native American side is all overweight. My sister lost 100 pounds, kept it off for six years. My mom moved here from California at 60-something. She's 68 now. She's down, I think, 50 pounds off our medications and wow. in shape. And we have a trainer that lost 350 pounds at my flower mound location. I fell in love with the journey of weight loss. So that's what we slowly started changing our brand into. was not about just the hard bodies, but I want a place for anybody to come into and, and, and develop a relationship with themselves but also everybody else, our yep. personal training, we don't charge extra for a spouse. So it's now you and your husband can come in there and build a beautiful relationship, learn about yourself, lose weight, change how you guys eat in your house. And that transcends yep. down to your kids. So that's awesome. So tell me um, where, right now, are you just in Texas right now where you can come yeah, in? We are currently in Texas. 
Um, we do have a franchisee that did, a, uh, he's going to open 10. So nice. we've got more growth there and we're ready to grow um, at the moment. No, no registered state, but we're ready and we're getting hits and working some leads. So Colorado, yeah, oh, yeah some different states right now. Good. Well, you better get get Illinois registered because I'm loving this idea. Well, I mean, idea. it's really cool. It's really cool. David, do you have something? Yeah, I, I got a question for you though. One of the biggest issues or trouble spots for um, gyms is, is retention. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, as they're engaged and they're seeing progress, they're going they're going to remain. Um, but what, what's your biggest obstacle? Is it retention? Is it keeping people engaged and, and encouraged until they hit their goals? Can you retain them after they've hit goals? What, what process do you have in those? Yeah. Things? Oh, real quick, Jess, I'll let you chime in, but our tagline is, is find your fit. Um, because what we saw was before, before the outlaw concept, we, Jesse was really good with personal training and he really understands. And so does uh, our, our partner Kay, she's been with them 15 years. Like they really have it down. There's a lot more psychological to it than physical as well, yep. right? Totally. So we understand the needs. Um, and what we were seeing trending back then was a lot of group fitness, but there was a lot of missing pieces, um, not only for clients, but then trainers too. Like Jesse said, you're going to have a lot of trainers that are going to not be able to have a full-time job. They have to work two jobs. Or what happens if you get tired of, doing the same kind of concept over and over again and you maybe want to you've lost your weight what what happens next so that's why we developed outlaw is maybe we get people in the fit camp they start doing more than they expected then what's next for them we can take them on one-on-one -on -one and, and help them with those goals more um, yeah. personalized and david to, to touch base on that uh, what we designed with outlaw and what you see in the background with tiffany that's just one side of the dual dual uh, cells was a system that enables you, it's more, it's much more anaerobic training wise than it is aerobic. Like a lot of our competition is basically aerobic. Um, mm -hmm. Depending on how heavy you can go, but you're stuck at certain weights for group fitness, not ours. Uh, you can go pretty heavy. The cable pulleys go up to 195 and then we have usually one to two heavier cells. Those go up to 250 pounds. So you can have a, like little of them have SWAT team guys and firefighters. Our McKinney has NFL athletes. So we, cool. you can have a caveat of different size men down to my 68-year-old mom with knee replacement, kick and butt in the same class, and then we have an upgrade rack. So if what we have in this cell for your dumbbells that cap at at 30s, you want to go heavier for floor dumbbells or a row, you can go to the upgrade rack and grab heavier kettlebell, dumbbell, wall balls, medicine balls, and go heavier for your next round. So David, if you want to put on muscle, you can continually push yourself, and you're not just spinning your wheels. If you want weight loss, you keep it down. If you got joint issues, don't go as heavy. But then we have the personal training, and that helps you also hit different goals because we do measurements once a week. We do goal setting, and that's a whole different thing that was missing in group fitness. And that, that's what rolls into our, our hybrid membership, which is UltraFit. Gives you group fitness and one personal training session a week or a month. So now you have that coach leading you and helping you hit your goals, so which jumped up our, our, our retention exponentially. I mean, that's we, fantastic. And you had mentioned, yeah. you'd mentioned psychological. Um, yep. And that, that's near and dear to my heart. And um, the reason is because I believe the high, you know, to get best performance out of any human being is you have to be able to dig into the subconscious workings of the mind, make, make, the, make, the, make the unconscious conscious and, and raise their awareness. And, 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 if you're, and if you're skilled in doing that, then that helps your retention, but also helps the results of, of the people. And it sounds like you guys have that pretty locked in. Well, we also minimize our classes. We, we don't want big classes. Now, we're not cheap. We're, we're more the, I, I'm going to call us the Mercedes Benz or the BMW of fitness. I don't want to be the cheapest guy on the block. That's not mm -hmm. my brand. That's not our brand. Um, our, our outlaw is you're going to have 10 people to 12 people, up to 16, depending on the size of your location, in your cells. And what you get with is that is better culture. You don't get forgotten about in a group of 30 or 40. Mm -hmm. You have that one-on-one -on -one attention. Our instructors will know your name. But then we also go to the extra mile working with our instructors talking and, and training them to understand that they are bigger than just an order taker or a trainer. What you say, the content you deliver every morning determines the outcome of those people's thoughts the rest of the day. So understand what you say. How do you want those people to perceive you as a leader? So our trainers are, we really push the psychological aspect of you have a reason why you're, you're hired by us and it's to change lives. And it's what you say and do that's going to have a profound effect on our customers and your customers. Um, and then we also bonus them if they get a wait list on a class, 
they get an extra $10 bonus on that class, which pushes them to give better service. Yep. So we do different things like that to keep them engaged with our clientele. That's awesome. So I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there right now, like me, who I'm like, oh my gosh, how long till you come to this area, right? Not only because I think it'd be super fun, but there's also a good deal of people out there listening going, wow, this is really a concept I can get behind. You know, maybe this is what they've always been looking for and they're really into fitness right now. What are you looking for from your franchisees in terms of franchise fees and what they need to have to come to the table? Initial franchise fees, $49.9. We do, uh, we do uh, veteran discounts, but we also added for 2020 first responder discounts as well at the cool. same rate as the vet because our police and our firefighters, you know, they're, they're putting their lives in the line and they're also retiring and wanting a different thing to roll into. And sometimes those are ideal candidates that don't know that this would be an ideal brand. They're in mm-hmm. the service world to protect and serve. That's what we do. We save lives and we change lives. So I, we just thought that'd be a beautiful transition point for them. So we started that this year. We look for candidates with three, you know, $150,000 net worth um, liquid. And then our, our opening okay, yeah. fees are between two fifty nine dollars and four eighty, dollars depending on, you know, obviously TI and are you paying for equipment, cash up front, stuff like that. Yep, yep. Our royalties, we did something different as well. With our brand, and uh, David, you, you'll probably understand this, it's really easy for a trainer, operator, owner to just take money and not put it in the books. And I've dealt with that in this business. Um, had a fire, a near dear person in my heart because he was stealing a large amount of money. They can have somebody say, if I have a franchisee in Austin, I go to visit and I pull up, hey, David, I meet you at a one-year anniversary and you've been training them for three, you know, three, six, three, three to six months. I'm going to go to my phone, look up Dave. Oh, David's not in the system. That's weird. Man, all right, you've been here three, three months. You haven't been paying. Next thing you know, we have an issue with the franchisee. We have to do an audit. I didn't want that kind of nightmare or that relationship as we grow our brand so mm-hmm. what we did is we did flat adjustable rates. Um, and, and again, this could be our naiveness or us wanting to invest in a franchisee, but our first three months are waived of royalties. I want you to grow, I want you to spend and advertise, build your revenue up. Then we go to a flat rate of $7.99 up to 12 months. Then it goes to $11.99 from 13 to 24 months. And then it caps at 25 months, uh, month 25 at $13.99 a month. That yeah, way- wow. I don't want my hands and money in your pocket, but I want you making a lot of money. So you'll buy a second franchise for me and a third, which makes it easier for us to open. So our goal is to have a hundred franchisees or a hundred franchises, but maybe 10 to 15 franchisees. Yeah. Right. Also on that note too, is we, the nice thing is is us being um, new, you know, emerging franchise, we've got territory open. So we're definitely looking for multi-units or area developers. That's great. And do you kind of have that defined as to what you're looking for specifically? Specifically. Yeah, three to four units is 42.5, five plus units 39. So we, we discount it as they buy. And then obviously if they're first responders or a veteran discount, you know, the discounts kick in after that. Awesome. Well, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, flat flat fee royalty fees, an outstanding perk to a to a franchisee. Do you like that? I, I really do. I, I yep. it allows it allows allows their hard work and time in the system allows them to profit and have more drop to the bottom line. I, I think if your cost structure as a corporate entity is strong enough doing that, then that's a huge benefit to a franchisee. You know, the concern is, you know, the chain's only as strong as the franchisor, quite frankly. So as long as right. As long as those fees can allow you to operate at the level and the service level that you guys obviously have geared to giving, yeah. Yeah. If that allows you to do that, then that's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and we, we, we did that. And my goal is to look at it after two to three years. And if I need to readjust those for, you know, moving forward, we will. But right now, we felt really comfortable with that. Um, it's, we have a great operation, a great team on the back end that helps run these, these franchisees and manage and lead them. Our mentoring and our coaching is in, so far been great, but then you also have the retail. If our hands are out of their pockets less, but helping them grow and their volumes there, they're going to buy more shirts, more cups, more gloves, yep. more hats. So we make money on the back end with that. And then also their training, their coaching, mentoring, good site, you know, going to a site, helping them. Hopefully they'll spend more money on their mentoring and their, their leadership programs. I think it's outstanding. I, I, yeah. well, I think you're on the right track. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where you guys are. I'd love to have you back in 
and, and, you know, maybe a year or so and see like, okay, what's happened now, maybe sooner than that. Um, certainly as you start to open more and more locations, I think it's uh, certainly you to have that your heart's in the right place. Your brains are in the right place in terms of, you know, coming up with some of these different concepts and ideas that a lot of other franchisors don't do. So hats off to you. I'm super excited for you. Thank you so much. Love it. And we would love to have you on again, um, just so our listeners know, what's the best way to get in touch with you folks? Um, for the franchise opportunity, you can go to OFCFranchise.com. That's OFCFranchise.com. Um, and to learn about the brand, you can go to OutlawFitCamp.com. And uh, just fill out the contact form there, and we will see your email and inquiry. You know, there's a awesome. neat thing, too, that we, we, we offer to people, and we did this through COVID, but we have our other website. It's called outlaw55.com, and what we did is we wanted to help our members with family in other states, California, New York, East Coast, lose weight and do what they're doing and enjoy what they're doing. So we have that website. It has a challenge on there, but it also has our meal plans on there and cool. our fuel plans for free, and the goal is just helping people all across the country for free, nothing in return. Maybe someday we'll get a franchise in a location, but the goal is, you know, throwing information and help out for free and in the hopes we get something great in return. So that's awesome. That's great. I'm so it's such a pleasure to have you both on the show and I wish you all the best. Uh, uh, again, we hope to have you on again in the very near future. And um, we certainly look forward to seeing all the exciting growth that you have. And keep this in mind as you get registered in other states and you're ready to start growing because we'd love to talk to you guys again when we have people say hey we're looking to buy a gym what do you think we'd love to be able to make that connection for you awesome thank, thank you, you so, guys much. so much yeah and we'll have all your um contact information on pillars of franchising website all your um social media uh links and things of that nature so people can look there at pillars of franchising if you did not catch uh tiffany's site to visit her on and i happen to also find you on Ottawa fit camp on linkedin so you have a nice write-up on there, too. So thank you both very much. We hope you have a great day, and we'll look forward to talking to you again on Pillars of Franchising very soon. And thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Women will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women, and about women. We are the Franchise Woman. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. Uh, thank you, Elizabeth Denham Green. I love her. She's such a sweet lady who's taking care of us with all that great franchising information for women. And now, David, what did you think about that? Wow, wow, camp. wow, wow. Is that great or what? I tell you yeah. what, first, the first tenet of success is to add value to others. And I think that's, that's pretty much what they spoke about the entire time. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, how do we help our members? How do we help our franchisees? How do we help? How do we help? How do we help? I, 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 it's so refreshing, even to the point, as I said, even the, 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 the flat franchise, the flat royalty fee to say, you know, yeah, yeah. there was an uh, ulterior motive and, and make sure that, Everything was on the up and up, but sure. it's, it's a huge benefit to say, hey, we don't want them to worry about that. We want them to make a lot of money. Go ahead and do it. We'll, we, you know, pay us for what we need to do to keep our corporate entity running and go make what you can make. I, I, the whole thing was so genuine and heartfelt. It was, it was yep. Yeah, I have to think about all of um, Red Boswell's uh, mistakes that franchisors make, and I was thinking, geez, I, I, I'm not so sure that. I saw any mistakes that they were making. I mean, at least on the surface. So I'm really excited. I think they're really on the right track to something fantastic. So blown away by blown away by the the access to the soft skill training and the leadership yeah. and the things that they provide. That that's that used to be one of my biggest selling points. Franchisors don't provide this. Let me help you with it. Yep. Yep. And they're like, you know what? We're we're going straight to it right from the beginning. That's fantastic. 
Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you have to share with us today? Well, I tell you what, I was thinking about this and, and, um, you know, I, I think it's just the habits of success and, and there's a couple of things I want the listeners out there to think about is, is if you're in a situation where I was, when I was thinking about opening a business, I, as I, as I was a young boy, adolescent, growing up and a young man, I guess, I used to always think business owners were like the top of the success pyramid. Oh my gosh, you know, they must be so smart. They have so much money, so many skills. How do you own a business, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to be so intimidated and in awe of that. And then I got my corporate job. And <laughs> one of my jobs was to go and meet with owners of a bunch of car dealerships. And that made me realize, hey, man, there's a bunch of regular people that are just owning businesses. I can do this. That's right. And all of a sudden, it, was, it took away that, that, you know, that mystique of, you know, wow, they're, they're on some kind of pedestal. They know something I don't. Um, but but th- th- they didn't have that superpower. And so that was the first thing I realized was it's just ordinary people. So now you go to the next question. Well, if it's just ordinary people, if they're just average people, they own this business, how do they get there? Well, well, we're car dealerships. Car dealerships, truthfully, are franchises. Mm-hmm. So that was, that got the ball rolling in my mind is, okay, that shortens the learning curve. So why right. so now you've got this, these car dealers with million-dollar inventories, this and that, and I've got this owner. Yeah, they're successful, but I don't see anything earth-shattering from a skill set. So right. what's the secret? Okay, they're selling a known product. They're selling a product, you know, that was already developed by somebody else, and they're operating a system. So so that was the first the first you know, kind of foray into my mind to say, you know, I, I want to look into franchises. Why right. do this on my own? I've got these guys that don't seem to be much greater, you know, than, than I, you know, much smarter, have these special skills, but they're very successful. Right. So basically then I went, okay, now out of those, how do certain people get to be more successful than others? And there's a quote, I'm sure everybody's heard about it, heard it, but I tell you what, it's the truth. And whether or not you're a franchisee and you're more successful within a certain franchise group or in general in life, the only difference between successful people and people who aren't as successful is that basically successful people do the stuff every day that unsuccessful people don't want to do. Very good point. It's just, I don't care if it's weight loss. I don't care if it's, you know, fitness. I don't care what it is. I mean, Successful people are going to be the ones that are doing the stuff that other people don't want to do. Because let's face it, you know it. We've talked about this in the past. Every day in our job, there's stuff that we don't want to do. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. I had a day full of stuff I didn't want to do today. (laughs) That's right. But you did. The people are. Yes, I did. You know, they're not going to show up at the gym tomorrow, right? If they, you know, the successful people are going to do so the successful people will do the mundane that the unsuccessful people don't want to do. That's really the only difference. I, I swear that I, I look at people and they say, boy, I'd like to be where you are. And, I, and my question is always, are you willing to do the things that I've done? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm no different than you. I just That's right. do them. That's all. Well, yeah. And again, you know, I keep beating this drum, but go back to all these folks who want to get out of corporate America right now. And it's not even really just corporate America. It's people who maybe they worked, uh, you know, in a retail environment or something. And they're like, you know, I'm really just done working for the man and I want to do my own thing, you know, and we we had a, we had a a co-op meeting here today. And one of the questions that kind of set my hair on fire at first, because sometimes they get really passionate (laughs) in case you didn't notice. Right. And it had to do with the, the question was to introduce yourself to our new president and and tell us if you came out of blue collar or white collar. And I said, well, what the hell difference does that make? Why do you want to know that? And and the president didn't want to know that, but the person hosting the meeting had, had said, well, you know, you, you need to tell her, you know, this, 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 and whether it's blue collar or white collar. And I said, well, I think that's the stupidest question I've ever, I've ever been asked because it doesn't matter where you came from. And I get she had a different perspective of it. My, my point is when you join a franchise system, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You don't have to be the richest girl in the room, right? It doesn't matter whether you came from a blue collar ba- background, a white collar background, born with a silver spoon in your mouth or a plastic spoon in your mouth. It all has to do with 
the perseverance, the tenacity, how much you want something. The systems are there, right? That's what we talk about. The beauty of franchising is there, but you have to be willing to go out and get it. And I think people have to really realize that there are great avenues for you to become that that business owner, right? That, that you looked at as a little kid and were in awe of. But there are just a lot of people who talk about it, but they don't do anything about it. Totally agree. And, and I think it really, and then, and then beyond that, I think people hold themselves back for a lot of reasons. That's a whole topic for a bunch of different shows. But right. it really comes down to success habits. You know, one of the things I always hear people, no matter what, and even without franchising, whatever it is, I, I laugh all the time. The biggest excuse everyone loves to throw right away is I don't have enough time. And, and I'll tell you why. You, everybody has enough time to do anything they ever want. It's just, do they prioritize? And here's what I mean by that. If you're going on vacation next week and you had to get a whole bunch of stuff this week, are you going to get it done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because That's why I look like this, because I'm going. <laughs> you have a deadline. So everyone, everyone has enough time, right? It's do they have the motivation to use it and do they have the proper skill set? So most people I always use are busy being busy. They're not productive. They're just busy being busy. So again, mm-hmm. another success habit is to stop doing the things that you shouldn't be doing. In other words, you should only do the stuff that only you are capable of doing. Everything else you should start to try to delegate or move on. So a yep. great tip for business owners, they get overwhelmed. Well, if it's below your pay grade, I mean that sincerely. I mean, you know, if, if you put a value on your time, and whatever the task is, stocking shelf, if someone else making a lesser wage can do that, then, then you need to pass that on. Don't just get yep. this guy doing all the busy work and say, I don't have time. And get the priorities done. The, the most successful people are going to complete their biggest priority first part of the day and leave the rest of the day to say, bring it out. I think that's a great point. Everybody used to ask, how do you get so much time? So I used to get up early and I made sure I got the first thing done before anybody, before my day started. Because then I was, I called myself bulletproof, bring it on. I can still get stuff done, but I'm not going to, and if you trip, my day gets tripped up, my most important task got done. So that's what I was saying by successful people, success habits, there's a lot more to it. But the point being is that's really the only difference between those who are successful and those who aren't, is the successful people are going to do the stuff that unsuccessful people won't do. That's awesome. Thank you so much, David. It's always so nice to have you and to to talk through all this great stuff with us. And I could see your face lighting up as, uh, as Outlaw started talking about all their leadership stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they're actually giving back to the people. This is wonderful. So, thank you so much. And now I understand that we have Jerry in the house. There he is. Kristen, how are you? I'm good, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing amazing. And I just thank you guys every day that I get to follow David because the things we talk about just merge so well. And I get a little, uh, I, I get a little pump of adrenaline every time I hear him talk about, you know, all his leadership stuff and all those kinds of things. So it's pretty cool. Good. Good. You guys got some good stuff too. And I know you've been super busy. Oh, my gosh, you don't want to know all the things I'm involved in. We talked just a bit ago. David was talking about, you know, doing the toughest thing first. You know, uh, the book Eat That Frog is one of my favorites to use for training leaders because uh, it teaches you, you know, do the thing you hate the most first and get it out of the way because the rest of the day will be so great. Uh, yeah, I'm juggling a lot of things with two or three different businesses and uh, uh, real estate and uh, acquisition we're working on right now and some things like that. So, uh uh, lots of things, but it really leads into what I want to talk about. You know, we just, we had these great speakers on from, I want to get the name right, Outlaw Fit Camp. Yep, that's uh, right. Wonderful people. Jesse and Tiffany, wonderful people. They've got a great program. I agree with David. I love the way that they've got it structured. And, you know, uh, that fits with what I want to talk about, which is the fact, and David touched on a little bit too, you know, uh, you only have so much time and you've got to be productive with it. And when you are a new franchisee, uh, or even an older franchisee, for that matter, an experienced one, y- you have got to do the things nobody else wants to do. So being fit, taking care of yourself, getting enough sleep, all those kinds of things are critical so that your mind is active and aware the next day. You can make great decisions. And then you can also you'd be more engaged in your business. You know, um, I remember at one time when we were building a bunch of our different uh, 
locations. Uh, I learned to be a general contractor. Uh, I It saved a lot of money. Yep. Uh, I had some contracting in my background, so it was a pretty easy transition. But the fact is we saved, you know, $40,000, $50,000 per build out because we were the general, I was the general contractor and we did some of the tasks inside the four walls that we could have hired done, but it was basically free if we did it. Right. So uh, I would suggest to people getting into franchising, anytime you build out a location, especially retail locations, it's going to be a lot of cost involved in that. Yeah. If you have the wherewithal and the time and, and, and want the desire, uh, there's a lot of ways to structure that. You've got, but you've got to be fit and have your energy level high and be ready to work. So things that we did, for instance, we did all the painting inside the four walls. You know, we did all the cleaning inside the four walls. We, we hung all the equipment inside the four walls. We did all of those things and just literally cut thirty to $50,000 out of every build-out. Right. So when we're talking about new franchisees, <clears throat> the amount of money you've got available to you is critical to finding success because you're going to need cash flow money. Right. And if you are spending too much on your build-outs, you may not have enough cash flow money. So anything you can save on those build-outs, not by cutting corners, not by doing it the cheap way, but by finding things that you can do yourself, that's going to be money that goes back into your pocket. Mm -hmm. But again, the only way you do that is if you have a great plan, you do things you don't like to do. You know, I there are things inside our four walls that I despise doing, <laughs> but I do it because it saves me a lot of money. It's pretty simple. You know, David described me, he talked about, uh, you know, uh, franchisees not being the smartest or having the most money or being the best looking or any of those kinds of things. That's me in a nutshell. I don't have any of those things, but I do work hard at everything that I do. So anyhow, uh, my little tidbit for the day is that franchisees need to understand you may think you're buying a business in a box when you buy a franchise, but it's not. And no matter which franchise system you go with, if you look around, you will find the most successful franchisees in that system are very engaged. They work hard. They generally get up early and put in the extra time and mm -hmm. they always do things nobody else is willing to do. Yep. I remember coaching a couple franchisees and they wanted to know how we did so well in building our salons to the levels that we did. And so much of that was through guerrilla marketing. And many of them, when they heard me describe the things that we did in guerrilla marketing, their answer was, I, I can't work that hard. I can't do those things. Oh, and okay. my answer to them, because I'm who I am, is then just keep sucking. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're never going to find your level of success if you're not willing to do the things other people don't want to do. Well, and, you know, I think sometimes, to your exact point, people underestimate. You know, you think you're going to buy a franchise, and it's, like you said, kind of turnkey. And there's plenty of work to be done. And then you have people who say, well, I'm going to buy a franchise, but I still want to put my mark on it. Listen, there's plenty of ways to do that. But just make sure that you don't do that in the wrong places, right? Well, and that's a great point, Kristen, because so many people who buy a franchise system fail because they don't use the franchise system. They want to recreate right. it after they've purchased it. Yep. And the fact is, you're buying a system that's got many years of experience, probably a lot of research and certainly tried and true in the field, you know, experimenting and testing that makes that work. If you buy it and then recreate it, you might as well just open your own business because that's what you're going to end up with. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great point, Jerry. Very good point. You have anything else for us today? Not well, that I expect uh, you to have a whole ton more because you're just, staying super busy and I could tell from your text and that you're wearing your company shirt today that you've been uh, <clears throat> putting your money where your mouth is putting it your has boots been on the ground so to speak huh boots on the ground you know when you start getting multiple locations and different brands involved and things like that there's a lot of and this comes back to the point of staying in condition and getting sleep and those kinds of right. things so my days recently have been I call it firefighter mode because I'll be dealing, dealing with in, emails and phone calls related to the acquisition we're doing, working with accountants and attorneys and doing the negotiating between the two parties, because that's my gig, that's what mm -hmm. I do. And so I've been doing that. In the meantime, for my other business, I'll be getting calls about new real estate we're doing, 
working with construction companies for build outs going on in another part of it. Um, I mean, it, it's been a juggling act the last uh, probably week or so. So, yeah, a lot of things going on. But you know what? Uh, the things that I do in my real job um, are great uh, things to talk about here. Yep. Uh, because I'm hoping many of the people listening uh, who maybe already own a franchise, maybe have the desire to grow within that franchise system or maybe add another franchise in next to it. And, you know, we've done that. So the opportunities um, to talk to people about the things we've done, boots on the ground, yep. from the ground up, uh, will save them a lot of time and money and effort because we've already done it. So, you know, this will kind of tag team into our coaching thing with franchisees, right? Yep, if absolutely. We've already done it, whether it's you, me, David, or anybody else on here. We've already done it. We can save you a lot of headaches by just working with us. So right now, dealing with attorneys and accountants and negotiating deals and trying to build real estate and find real estate and all that, that's all going on overlaid right now in my world. So um, It's just another day at the office. Just another day at the office. So And you can tell <laughs> I hate what I do. <laughs> That's why you never want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I think I can speak on behalf of everybody here. I really appreciate, again, all the time and commitment that you and, of course, Dave, that you give to the show. And I want to say thank you both. I hope you have a great week. We look forward to another exciting show next week. Uh, again, on Pillars of Franchising, you can uh, visit the website and watch a read the dream of the show and hear my dogs barking again. Sorry about that. Uh, and we'd like to uh, welcome you all. If any of you out there are looking to get some advice on buying a franchise, looking for franchise um, mentorship, please check us out again at PolisaFranchising.com. And until then, we'll see you next week. Welcome back to another episode of Pillars of Franchising. Live Thursdays, 5 p.m. Eastern. Pillars!